Breaking news from the internet, brought to you by Tales from the Boulderlands. Exciting new 1947 dust releases. Oh man, oh man. This is our first special edition episode of Tales from the Boulderlands. Hey everybody, this is Jared with you once again. And as in my co-pilot chair, we've got the, the infamous internet instigator, Scott Waterford. We're all full of steak and thrice baked potatoes so i might be a little extra slow on this one but we saw some stuff on the internets today that we just had to talk about we were uh fired up the old book of faces and we saw that the european championship for dust 1947 was underway and they snapped off a bunch of picks showing off some of the new stuff coming our way and uh, we didn't see the didn't see the cards or the rules or we obviously weren't there for the presentation, but we've got some outstanding picks of the models and the, the type of units they are. So we're going to run through those tonight uh, real quick and just uh, share what we know and uh, just share some of that excitement, man. I got some awesome stuff, and we're asking even more questions than we were before we saw them. So, Scott, welcome back. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Enjoying being here as always. We – uh. Oh, especially when you got some steak in you. Yeah, that, well, that, you that, that takes a lot of the sting out. It's, it's a hard sell. Yeah, you know, it's tough. It's, it's pretty okay though. But uh, so here we are. It's uh, we'll just start at the top. Uh, we'll start with the Axis block. Uh, they got the big stompy. The, the blue crutes get the help me out with this name for I butcher it. The uh, the Koenig's Wotan. All right. So yeah, like this one is kind of interesting, is the fact that it was not hasn't been out sooner, you know, because we've got the the Koenigs, uh, the Sturm Koenig, you know, we've got the anti aircraft one, we've got the anti tank one, and finally after months and months and if not years of waiting, we finally have the the quad laser edition, which I think a lot of Axis players are really going to be excited to see because guess what, it's going to be like a tier six tank with a bunch of lasers for days. It's, probably, um, it's got the same chassis as the other ones. It's got that twin double barrel uh, machine gun on the on the bottom. In, in the picture, it's got the, the single pintle mount machine gun up top. This thing's got guns for days, and it's going to really go toe-to-toe -to -toe against anything that's going to be tier set. Like that Avatar of Cthulhu, this thing's going to – they're going to have fun, and it's going to be great. Slow as hell, but they're going to shoot each other to death. Well, it, it looks like it's a walking bunker. I mean, it's like – I don't know the scale of, of the, the weapons, but it looks like they took the the dual lasers out of the bunkers and slapped them on the side of that walker. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not stepping out in front of that anytime soon. I'm no, like, I mean, it's yeah, it's true. Is that, you know, Dust has been shown that they are very ingenious when it comes to reusing bits that they have. They've already molded, they've already cast in the past. So, yeah, I mean, this looks like they took Honestly, it looks like they took the armor panels off of some of the other bigger vehicles that they have, slapped them onto those field artillery uh, laser guns from the bunkers, and said, "Yep, here you go. Go walk forth and shoot things, my friends." Yeah, I yeah, don't get caught out in the open in front of that bad boy. Uh, it's that's gonna be that's pain time right there. Yeah, it's not gonna be fun for anybody. Well, the Axis player will be digging it the most, but yeah, but that's all right. Well, that was the only Axis unit we saw. In the picks but i mean it's it's definitely worthy man if you're a fan and you need a you like that long distance dedication it's got double the stack for you switching over we're going to uh the mythos faction we saw two uh different picks two new units uh one of which we've kind of known about for a while um if uh fans of the hellgate book um it had a different name. It was referred to in its in its uh, uh, I guess the card. That wasn't the card. It was the page. You know, and it, it, it was down. the art. It was the introduction for it. It was yeah. the story behind it. And it shove nigger off something. The shove, yeah, yeah. The spawn of shove nigger. I don't know nigger off. I don't. I don't. I don't speak Cthulhu. Yeah, I I I, I do speak in tongues, but not that one. The uh, but anyway, we're gonna call it what the box called it, and that was the dark yum. And it's big, and it's got tentacles, and it's got tephuses, and a bunch more than one mouth, probably. And it looks pretty damn mean. And I flip back to the Hellgate book, and this thing is terrifying. It's yeah. terrifying. 
Well, I mean, we were looking at it and I was like, okay, it's got move to March four, level five, large vehicle. It's got at the double. So if memory serves, that means after it marches, it gets a free move action. Uh, at the double is that it can, it, no, it's not a free move action. It can, it can run and then it can move. So if it's, it's two, four, right. it, it can run uh, four and then go two. So it can move six that first turn. Yeah. Which is still pretty cool. Um, it's obviously, it's a mythos creature, so you can't suppress it and it can't be, you can't crit it. Um, and it has psychic vortex. Now, let me say this. This is what the write-up in Hellgate said. That was two years ago now? A number of years ago. So it could have, you know, who knows what the card says when it, when it comes out brand new. They may, maybe they've changed their mind or tweaked something. But the range attack it has is Psychic Vortex uh, at range two, and it, it attacks everything, friend or foe, all the way around, anything within range two. And it's a blast weapon on infantry. I don't think there's any saves for it if it hits. And then it's straight across um, for all vehicles. Um, well, I think it insta-kills level one and two. But for everything else, it's like two shots for four damage. It's it's a blast weapon, all you know, straight across, or or something something of that effect. It's pretty nasty. I mean, it's thick. And then it's close combat attack. It has grapple, and I think versus most infantry. No, maybe I'm mixing it. I'm mixing it up. I'm sorry. Let me back that up. Psychic vortex is a blast weapon. Um. So, yes, it's Blast on Infantry. But then I think Grapple is uh, – I'm sorry. It's got its tentacle attack, has Grapple. So things that it hits gets a stun token. I think it's like five attacks in close combat uh, versus Infantry. And then I think versus Vehicles, it's two swings for four damage each. There we go. We'll fix it in post. Actually, yeah. we won't. <laughs> we're just gonna blaze through it's fine and and not to and and uh, not to said not to forget it does have grapple so if it hits if it hits something close combat it picks up a stun token uh that's and it, i think it's 10 wounds it's 10 wounds and it's only 18 points yeah as a rank 5 tank or a rank 5 vehicle so it's yeah. you know it's it's the interesting thing that, that it has grapple you know because it's you say you roll out with that that Koenigswotan that we were just talking about, and it's going to stand in the back corner. This thing, with that at the double, it can cross the board six. It's got enough wounds that it can survive punishment, and it will clear the next turn to get close enough. And if that thing is going to grapple, because if it can grapple vehicles, okay, cool. Well, then your Koenigswotan that's stuck there in the corner is going to get a stun token. It's going to be able to do something. It might shoot once, but... Uh, it's not going to be able to sustain. It's going to definitely impact the ability for any large vehicle that's tier six, well, tier seven to do it, anything. It's definitely going to make things interesting because things like that Koenig's Wotan, that, that dual field laser, it's going to be able to kick out a bunch of laser shots. So it's going to be a very interesting cat and mouse game. How uh, the dark young, you know, the approach you take coming across the table because you can't, you can't mess around. You can't be in the backfield playing it safe with that thing. That thing is wrecking ball and it's supposed to be a swinging. So you're not going to be just limping around the back. You're going to be trying to get that direct path in at the same time, trying to work the board and not, you know, leave yourself open for every shot. But well, it has at the double for a reason, you know, you yeah. can clear six, six squares on the board and yeah. you know, it's, it's, you, you can afford to go that four, and then you've got two squares where you're like, okay, maybe I should try to get behind a tree or something. Yeah. No, it's uh, no, it will definitely close the gap quickly. It's um, uh, it is definitely beastie. The second uh, unit we saw was a multi-option uh, box set for the cultist guards. Uh, it has six models in it, and from what we can tell from the picture. Uh, four models have uh, have Tommy guns. One model has a as carrying two Tommy guns, and there's also a two man heavy machine gun team. Uh, the this is the one where the heavy machine gun is resting on the shoulders and back of one of the other cultists, and the guy is 
you know, fire, you know, manning it behind him. He doesn't need to hear anyway. No, it's fine. He's probably already deaf. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. The uh, so if this is like, I'm very curious about this one because in previous episodes we talked about um, how cool it was for the mercenaries to have their uh, multi-option squad. You know, they've got the anti-air, they've got machine guns, they had snipers. You know, they had all these options and multiple cards. So if you the more boxes you had, the more things opened up to you uh, for for building units. And awesome because it's mercenary, so everybody gets them if they want them. Uh, with Mythos now, you've got a lot of Tommy guns. Not as many weapon options it looked like from the box. But I'm sure you could probably, again, depending on if they follow a similar vein, if you had two or three boxes, you could probably make some interesting combinations happen. Like start stacking those heavy machine guns. Uh, yeah, it'd be real interesting. It's like, okay, cool. I'm going to have a squad with three of these heavy machine guns. You know, and suddenly they can become quite political. Yeah. And then, then you start, you know, you, you pack him in there with uh, our boy Farouk. You, oh, the, the Turk. Tur Turkomania. Yeah. I, I'm calling him Turk. I'm, it's coining it now. He will ever be known yeah. as Turkomania. We'll probably do a spot on him later, like the Rolf Sock. Turkomania now. <laughs> Turkomania forever. Yeah. <laughs> no, he just, that's just a lot of firepower. Even if you put him with, you know, other guy. You know, stick a couple of dual Tommy gun guys with them, or you know, because he's already carrying two. Yeah, no, I it's, mean, it's just like buckets and buckets of dice. It's it's going to be the highest dice output since the days of that's the PLA volunteers. You know, hey, look at us. We're range. We're going to kill some range one dudes. We've all got what seven shots with our our AK forty sevens, and it's like well, there's five of us. Thirty five dice go yeah. away. You know, for a rank one, for a rank for a rank one infantry. These guys are going to have some serious output. Well, I have to say, I see a trend forming, and I think I'm going to have to go dig out my bowling ball and get my little wrist guard on there for all the dice I'm going to be rolling, you know, in the next year at dust. Just just have the Shogun of Sun Perry Ben roll for you. Yeah. He's well, real good at it. You know, yeah. he's like, here's my Grim Reapers. Oh! So, yeah, just, no, just have him do that, and then, you know, it'll be fine. <laughs> How many dice? All of them. All the dice. All the dice. So that wraps up what we saw from Mythos. Uh, the big release. Uh, tons and tons of pictures. IG, I, IJN got a huge push here. Yeah. I don't know if this is all coming. I, again, we, we need to we need to preface this. We didn't hear anything. We're just we're just responding and reacting to the pictures. We're fans. We saw it and we we goobed on it all afternoon. I'm out there working the grill and I'm trying, you know, we're talking about the units and the pictures and I'm like, we got to hurry and get this done. I got to talk about it. So, you know, you know got to spread it, spread the signal. If I can get it out, easy for me to say. So IJN tons and tons of releases. I don't know if it's all coming at once or this is what they're thinking is going to be uh, the, you know, next year's releases, you know, broken up. We don't know. Well, it's what we do know is that the, the the Soviet, uh, the variant PT uh, trucks with the rockets and the missiles and things. Those are coming. Those are September, August, depending on or September, October, depending where you are in the world. Yep, because we did see a sneak peek in one of the pictures, the the PT truck that had the missiles on the back mm -hmm. of it. Uh, and those missiles were big. I, that was a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. It, it was like really strong. Little missile, long rail. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. And uh, uh, so a little sneak of that. Um, so I don't know. We don't know when this is going to be landing. We don't know if it's end of the year or first and next. You figured, you know, are they even are they have they even made the models yet? It's like some of the pictures that they have, you know, they're actually painted models. And some of them are just these are what the sculpts look like. So it's like, where are they in that process? Yeah. And the final art isn't done either on some of these. Yeah. These pics either. You know, we. But and, and some and some of the pictures that we saw are things that we've seen before from mm -hmm. last year's presentation that was shared on the internet's. So to kick it off, the railgun E15 tank. Stop stealing my German stuff. Well, we can't help it. It's it's, it's so good. It's so good. Nicht stealing sie. <laughs> well, you're going to see a theme here with the the things we're about to talk about, and the theme is railgun. 
How many railguns can we get in this list? And the answer is always all of them, including the new ones. So we have uh, the E15 tank with a big old railgun sticking out of the front of it. Uh, I imagine it, it's going to drive like an E15, uh, except now it's going to have unlimited range. Uh, roll three dice for crits on, on vehicles. Uh, oh, yeah, and probably have no saves whatsoever. So that sounds pretty cool to me. Good thing I like tanks. Well, I mean, it looks like it's it's the railgun from the Ryu. Then they just, you know, let's put some tank treads on it. It's literally a ground-based A-10 railgun. It's like, let's just take, what if we have this this minigun and we'll build an airplane around it? What if we have this railgun and we're going to build a tank around it? But we're not going to build the tank. We stole this tank. Yeah. For, you know, so it's, it's like Doc Brown. It literally, they traded it to the Germans for a bomb casing full of shoddy pinball machine parts. Didn't the Libyans chase it too? You know what? Stop stealing my stuff, you <laughs> dirty IJN player, and we wouldn't have these problems. You take Kaori back to wherever she came from, and she can go fly around with her jetpack. She can have that. Well, it's funny you mention that. We'll put a pin in that and come back to that one. We got a, we got a theory about the whereabouts of Kaori. So, uh, hot on the heels of the railgun E15, we saw a picture of another tank. And it's called, all it says is IJN slash Japan Demolition Tank Weapon Option. And it looks like the E-15, but it has this gargantuan bore cannon sticking out of the front. Now, I'm okay with this because front towards enemy, that, that's it's not it's not just a saying. It's, it's a credo to live by. So it looks like pain town. I mean, it's just like you step out in front of that and it's, I think it's going to be a blast. I think it's going to be a big blast. Well, it, it's it's inherently different for the IGN because they very their big guns are very much focused on phosphorus, so flame we, like flame weapons and rail guns. Yeah, you know that, that's that is their their this their technical gimmick. This gun looks like it's something that they stole from the Soviets because you know Soviets are big guns never tire. Look at yeah. their big tanks. That's what this looks like. So once again, the IGN are stealing from everybody. Yeah, you need to stop that. Well, you should feel better because you're not getting picked on. It's like they are choosing to take the best. Oh, of they no, every steal. Okay, so that they steal from everyone, it's okay. Yeah, they and but they're just more efficient and do it better. If so. your ninjas get tentacles, I'm done playing. <laughs> done. <laughs> if my ninjas get tentacles, I'm done playing. Ninjas. <laughs> okay. Unless they have grapple, then I'll then I might make a, a exception. Uh, so yeah, since we're talking ninjas, let's go right into it. We saw the box art for the Ninja Specialists. Uh, it's a box set that has two units. Uh, the first unit has a spotter and two snipers. And the second unit has an observer and a radio man. Now, we've seen this and heard about this before. We've seen it in the, the Paradise Lost scenario book. They started showing off some of the new units all painted up and pretty. Um, this is pretty scary because it's terrifying. Um, the the ninja snipers and the the their spotter they still have the improved camo, and they have silenced weapons. Those are silencers yeah. on their rifles, and they're 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 suppressed rifles, so they will not break camouflage. So they're going to be range eight, you know, maybe you know, between ranges six and eight with the sniper rule. So like. Yeah, and if they don't move with that with that with observer, the, yeah, if they have the spotter and they don't move, I think, or they, it's like they're, or no, it's if they have the observer and the observer doesn't use any guns, then they're going to be expert. Yeah, it's and there, there's two of them. There's two snipers. Yeah, so that's like oh, three man squad. What's that command? That command squad you have there? I don't want. I don't want to have a radio or a medic in that squad. Go away. Yeah, the uh, and again, they stole this from the SSU because SSU sniper teams always had two two rifles in them. So no spotter though, but again they do it more efficient. They do it better. Yay Japan! And they still have katanas. Yeah, yeah. Then suck. I I don't know what the points was. I don't remember what it said in the book. Um, I've does our enlist app might be able to help us out there if they're in there. But uh, still, that's a scary unit. That's a scary unit because especially then it opens up access to that um, that smoke platoon for the IGN where yeah. it's like oh hey guess what. Uh, 
your Genbus get to re-roll smoke screenshots once, you know, when they're launching that smoke shell. It's like, oh, I've got some snipers here. Keep keep throwing smoke onto the board. I don't care. You yeah, know? this has got me this, just thinking out loud when I first uh, when we first read that. I was thinking, oh, into your camp I will silently creep. Because now if you can depend on the Genbus to lay down the smoke. No, it's going to look like the ninjas can carry their grenades to the midfield and use them in the next round. And that whole force, whether it's the infiltration squad or the uh, – we'll, we'll put a pin in this and come back to it because the, the new ninja squad is is also yeah. listed. That's – that's a lot of dudes creeping on you. It's going to look like it, like in Predator 2 when Danny Glover opens the car to King opens the door to King Willie's car. Yeah. And it's just like it's sm smoke, smoke just coming out. I was like, yeah. no, I don't want any of that. You, you, I'm good, guys. Thanks. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to roll up to your smoke screen and be like, you know what? I'm going to stay back here. Y'all come to me when you're ready. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> well, we are going to talk – I know you don't want anything to do with it, but we got to explain what, what else is coming. Uh, keeping, keeping it Ninja, the multi-option Ninja rifle squad. From the, the artwork that was in the presentation, uh, I don't think it was the final artwork. Uh, but again, it had eight models uh, on, the, uh, on, the, on the cover. Um, from what I could tell, you had five Ninjas with assault rifles. And katanas, and we knew they were coming. We knew yep. we knew about those guys. Yep. Those AR real ninjas. They're, they're in the back of Paradise Lost. Yep. Um, a heavy machine gunner. That's new. Now, it's just a single ninja uh, manning a uh, a tripod machine gun, like, like the pencil mount from one of your, your Gembus or something like yep. that. Um, and then we saw two different sculpts: a foot mortar. We had a ninja with a foot mortar. Uh, that's a scary one. Yep. And then another another pose with a ninja in motion running with a foot motor uh, mortar. Easy for me. Again, easy for me to say in hand. Um, this has got all kinds of eyebrows raised because multi-option kit. Are you talking that we can have multiple foot mortars in well, a squad? You know, she's running in this pose because she stole it from the cadet hero. Well, she won't get real far because that chick is badass. I'm just saying that's why she's running. She's, she's like, I'm out because that she's my girl because uh, she's only four points and you can't you can't suppress her. She's going you, if you stole her foot her foot for again. Why is it so hard? I need more steak. If you take her foot mortar, she you'll get a fanatical ass whooping because she is she is four points of fury. Um, up next. The Ninja Headquarters Command Squad. Now, this one Ooh. really confused me. It's scary. I don't, uh, yeah. This one, because it's not just ninjas. Now, again, I'm pretty sure it's not the final art that we saw. It is got me all excited. So, Ninja Headquarters Squad. So, we, we've got the classic command squad. Five ninjas strong. We've got, looks like the medic and the engineer are rocking assault rifles and katanas along with their normal gear for their type. We've got a heavy machine gunner with, with katanas. We've got a radio person, and we've got the commander. Katanas uh, crossed over the back with the binoculars. And then underneath the picture, we have five hero types now i'm going to butcher the name so i'm not even i don't know if i want to try it, it's the way of the serpent right yep, it's, it's the way it's, of the serpent it's the 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 new hero a, a yako am i saying that i know i'm probably screwing that yeah, up. It, way of the serpent or shadow of the serpent whatever it was the serpent character the ninja we've known about yes because it was the, it's in the enlist app right now yep um then we've got this is where <laughs> The questions start. Now, I think is it is absolutely not just good business, but damn good business for a game company to be smart with their the, the with their with their kits. It costs real money to make molds. 
and you don't want to get your inventory so swollen where everything's unique and special and only get, you know, it's only, you know, the parts are only go for one use. And then you start having problems with keeping everything available to keep all your lines going. We've seen other miniature companies have such expansive miniature lines and they can't keep half of it in stock. How many Primaris lieutenants do we need? Maybe more. We need all of them. Need, that's, 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 that's a whole new I need a left-handed plasma pistol. Yep. How hard is that to get, sir? <laughs> it's impossible. I found the holy grail before I found one of those things. Uh, he chose wisely. The... Uh, so no, I mean I it, it makes sense, especially in, and it fits the narrative. You know, if you think about it, how everything has got to be stretched thin. You know, in in the dust 1947 universe. That's why you're stealing all my stuff. And like especially with you know, I never minded that the legs of a certain chassis kept showing up in different kits because again it, it it makes it, it's good business it's you know it's phenomenal business for the company to be smart and use those things it, it fits the narrative when you have these different parts show up because you know whether it's like well look at the soviets right there were the uh, per the storyline they were the last block to start fielding uh walkers yeah right and they probably either captured and or recovered other other nations stuff and pulled it back and reverse engineered it, you know, got it going. Yeah. They turned a tractor into a Nadia, you know, yeah. like, okay. So it, it makes sense that the designs aren't so dynamic across the lines. So I think it's, it's a double win. It makes sense in narrative and it, it makes sense in business. So this new hero is running in a very familiar pose and in both hands you see the akimbo auto pistols and but you see katanas across the back which is new and i think the head is new as well but we can tell might i say this is probably one of the most used models in armies these days yep uh she shows up a lot for two points um, as a mercenary and looking at it we think we're not sure this is all just us theorizing so we are going to give this model a code name and the code name is wish.com natalia i 100 agree now we we think the, 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 from this afternoon to now, the consensus here is at Tales of the Bolter, Tales from the Bolterlands, we think codename wish.com Natalia could be Kaori without a jump pack. It fits because she's she was the other one. She uses them, those machine pistols, you know, and so it she uses the machine pistols. She uses the katanas. She didn't show up as one of the other ninjas that already came out. You know, so it's like there's a chance, and she's yep. she's not been released here. Now we were given her updated IJN card, true, with the traitor in the cadet uh, command box. We picked up the heroes for the the cadet corps, but she still had her jetpack, and there's no jetpack. There's no air force anything that we we know that there's, there's going to be some airplanes at some point, but and we've heard rumblings that eventually, and uh, from the last year's. Uh, Dust Nordic, I think. Was it the, one of the presentations they showed off the oh, artwork for totally. paratroopers? Yep. And again, in great business decisions, they use the Falschmjäger legs. They use the, they use the Falschmjäger parts. Where the only thing you have to the only thing new, I guess, you have to make is the weapons and the, the arms to hold the the, the IJN weapons and the, head. and the heads. Yeah. And you know what? It's going to work just fine. Um, so I don't know if, if eventually. There might be an IJN Rocketeer squad, but I don't know. We worked it. it we it we seems, were in theory hammer at the at the time. Based on the current MO of the IJN, it seems out of character for them to steal something and not make use of it. Yes. They've stolen everything else and used it, so why just have one jetpack? So maybe it didn't work. One of these, like I say, one of these characters has to be her. Possibly. 
I would, be, I would hope very, so. I would hope could so. Very, could very well be, but I also realized that I may have put a little too much Himalayan pink salt on your strip steak. I think some of it got on you. That's fine. Okay. All right. The next model in the Ninja HQ box, uh, mysterious. Uh, could be a leader. Could be a, a commander type. Maybe a general. I'm, we don't know. Um, it's a model. That it's wearing fatigues, from what we can tell. It does not have katanas on its back, like the rest of the the ninjas do. Um, and the binoculars are, are held up to the eyes. Um, not a whole lot to go on. I did notice that this particular model wasn't on a base. It was some, you know, it's a picture that's cut and put in, and not really sure. Scott, what do you think? You know, yeah, like you said, the, this one is definitely, it It does not look like a ninja. I mean, like, these look like fatigues. They aren't the same legs that are used on the the leader for the command squad that's also in the same box. It definitely looks more like fatigues. The legs look a little bit thicker. It definitely, it looks like some sort of tactician-like type hero. But then again, this is all sort of, all speculation at this point. So not a lot we can really say about that one. But the next one, though, is definitely one that we can definitely say a lot about, I think. So this next one that's coming out, uh, it's a blast from the past. It used to be a model that was in resin only. Uh, it's everyone's favorite cadet sniper is Yukiko. So uh, shout out to our good buddy, Matt Shannon. Shout out to Matt. Matt, you know, uh, I know Matt had a couple of these. No, but this is seeing Yukiko again is great. Interesting that she shows up in the ninja headquarters, but it's great that she's showing because this looks like it's a new sculpt. Yeah, it does look different. I don't remember. I remember her 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 pose, like you know, she had a leg up and the rifle pointing down. But the, is it the hair? The, the hair. Look, the hair looks different. But then remember, before she had her foot and the previous model on her front, her lead foot was on one one little rocky outcrop. But in this particular one, it's the entire base, it looks like, is that rocky outcrop. So they add it's a lot more of a uh, a, a completed base. It's a, more of a scenic base. Yeah, just it's more, more dynamic. It's, yeah, dynamic. It's, a, it's yeah. more dynamic. Yeah, definitely. It's not just like here's your flat base that we're going to put these on. So this definitely 100% looks like a new sculpt. And if that means that it's a new sculpt, that means it's coming. It's probably in, it could be in plastic as opposed to being in that resin. Because as we all know, Sniper rifles in resin do not last very long. Yeah, that's oof. that was a harsh lesson to learn. Saving the best for last, uh, this one really got me intrigued. Is it is a ninja solo? It's got the a rail gun, both hands with the battery pack on its on its back. Normally, the ninja uh, team, uh, it's two ninjas. One's carrying the, the, the power pack, and the other one's carrying the rail gun. Is this a hero? I, did they make a, a... I think it has to be. I think, I mean, the railgun team so uh, exists already, so there's no reason to do another railgun team. So like, she can clearly is an independent woman that can do it all on her own. I'm going to name her Bertha. So I, I will refer to her from now on as Bertha San. Well, if Bertha San's a hero, that means, what, four wounds? Probably. And can join a rail, ninja rail team? That would be that would be terrifying. So you have six wounds in with, cover. And the ability to shoot with two, stealth. And two rail guns. And two rail guns popping. Can I get a what, what? I, I don't even want to say that. I know. No, bad. So good. It's so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, once again, this is all speculation, but I mean, that's that's one of them poses where it's like, look at me, you know, it, you know, normal people don't stand like that. So I would say that's a hero. Uh, moving on, what do we got next? I, I kind of want to bask in the glory of a, a hero wielding rail cannon just for just no, a moment. No, because you know what's gonna happen. I'm gonna steal those, you know, I'm gonna do I'm gonna pull an IGN. I'm gonna steal them back from you. Bask in her glory. I refuse to bask in this woman's glory, but it's fine though. Let's. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? What do we got? All right, uh, our final 
sneak peek for the IJN forces is a cadet support squad box. It has two separate support teams. Uh, the first, we're just going to ride this railgun on in to Yalhalla. It's a larger railgun on a support with three uh, IJN cadets crewing it. Uh, you've got a uh, one cadet. That can, it looks like they're all wearing their submachine guns. They're, they're slung over their their shoulder. Uh, one's uh, holding a pair of binoculars. One's standing stoically. Manage, and, managing. And then you've got the uh, the weapons operator. Now, the, the operators are uh, sitting on a crate and uh, operating a uh, the rail cannon, it's on the big circular base. Uh, now this, we, this picture we've got, this is a finished, it has all the signs of finished product. You've got the art, every, all the models are painted. You've got the part number, you've got the, um, the faction, the unit sig sigil in the corner. I think this thing is good to go. I think I, they've, they've got this thing where they want it. It would make sense because usually, you know, support squads, when they come out as new boxes, are usually in sets of two. And this kind of fits right into uh, Dust Studio and how they package things together. Because you guys don't have a support – IGN doesn't have a support squad as of right now, aside from the, the individual uh, girls with rail guns. So this yep. kind of rolls right into it. Makes sense. The uh, uh, And this looks like – this is this rail gun in the picture is bigger – than the two cadet squad carries, but not as big as a as the vehicle, the Tengu railgun. So I'm thinking that this is a middle range, a middle of the road railgun where it's a little stronger than the little one, but not as is the big one. It's probably going to have unlimited range. It's probably still going to be a railgun in the sense of there's no armor or cover save. It does three dice for uh, for critical result, but maybe it punches a little harder than the lighter one, but not as the, much as the big one. I'm not sure. And it's going to have more wounds. It's got the three people there. It's yep. going to have more wounds than your standard two-person team. Yep. And then uh, who knows, you know, stick a character in there, pad it even more. I hate you. Yes. So good. The second support squad in this box is three cadets. Uh, one is manning the weapon. You've got one one with you know binoculars, one sighting in. And we're not really sure what they're manning. It's on a tripod. We, it's hard to tell from the picture um, if it's the the machine gun setup that the ninja uh, in in the previous the, the the box that we were talking about before. It, well, but that was just a single ninja manning that machine gun. It doesn't seem like it would need multiple people to crew this if it was just a machine gun. yeah and the and it might just be the angle or the the, the picture we're not 100 sure but it's a very it looks like the barrel is very short on the weapon and it's got a drum feed on the side of it and we were kind of guessing is it a grenade launcher is it a you know some type of you know it doesn't look like it's a. Doesn't look like a gun. Gun. It looks yeah, like it's going to fire something like it, like it, a it, phosphorus launcher or yeah, something. Yeah, it doesn't like look like a pew pew, you know, machine gun. Right, a tat tat. It, no, it looks like it's going to go thump 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 as yeah. opposed to pew pew pew. So we're not sure. It could, you know, this could be a bad angle. In my eyesight is not great. Uh, not sure, but it is. It's a painted model. It, it is painted. painted. It's, it's done. done. Yeah, it's done. So we were very intrigued by that. I am. I'm excited. Uh, as I'd, I'd mentioned uh, before in, in other episodes that I've been experimenting with my cadets and I've been running all infantry and, you know, leaving the walkers at home just to see, see what I could, what I could do. Cause I don't play my walkers very well and I get them killed too soon before they're able to do their job. But this is very intriguing to me because again, this, you know, having all these angry cadets running at you was bad enough with the kill squads. But now that they're, they're getting backed up by by units that can take cover and, you know, and still, you know, get around corners and have more flexibility, more mobility than 
the the plotting walkers do this could be really interesting that finishes up the ijn uh sneak peeks we had we're going to move on to the mercenaries there are there were two uh pictures we've seen them before we saw uh we saw them before but they were concept art the difference now is we have a finished picture for one of them and then we have a still well it's not it's not concept it's it's the it's the design specs it yeah looks like. it looks like design spec it's not a painted model um the first one uh is the scooters we saw last year in the presentation that scooters were coming to dust 1947. It was teased that the scooters were going to be for the mercenaries and for the desert scorpions. Uh, the mercenaries are out first. It looks like they're closer to the door. Uh, this, this box set has two squads in it, or I should say the makings of two squads in it. Um, the, the first squad looks, uh, it's, a. Uh, it's a three-scooter squad. Two of the scooters have recoilless rifles, and there's two riders, both wielding a Tommy gun. The unit leader is riding solo uh, with a Tommy gun. That's a lot of DACA. That's Tommy, you know, five Tommy guns in a squad and two recoilless rifles. That's a bad day for any infantry squad. That's a lot of incoming fire. And being on a scooter, I'm imagining it's going to be able to zip around pretty quick. Won't be able to take a lot of hits because I'm sure it'll be a low level, whether it's going to be – I have no idea if it's going to be infantry or if it's going to be a low-level vehicle. We might actually see a level one vehicle. This, yeah, there. this might be that first level one vehicle. And if so, like, they're probably going to be fast. I mean, they if they're going to be level one, they have, they have to be fast. Well, and, and we don't know if they're going to have a Tokyo Drift rule or a drive-by rule. I mean, I mean, as, as maybe it should. I mean, it'd be hilarious. Although I will say this, I will paint. If I get these things, I'm gonna paint one up as Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The other one is Michelle Rodriguez, and the other one's gonna be Ludacris. You know, and then you know, I've got Jathan Statham is gonna be riding on the on the scooter with the Rock, and they're gonna be yelling at each other the entire time. And you know, it's gonna it's gonna be great. I'm gonna make my entire, I'm gonna make an entire army. Based off of Fast and the Furious, <laughs> I live my life and build my army a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> you heard it first. Well, folks. I'm I'm, a, I'm just going to paint a scooter squad, and they're going to all have the little pennants on the back, and they're all going to go chow. <laughs> shout out to Eddie Izzard. Oh, shout out to Eddie Izzard. The second squad in the box is really intriguing because I keep having to remind myself this is a mercenary box. Anyone can take this and field it in their forces. So this is a release for everyone. And the second scooter squad, it looks to be an observer team. You have a leader riding solo. The, the, the picture is the ex exact same leader model from the anti-tank squad. Um, with a Tommy gun. Then you have an anti-tank scooter with two riders. So you got two Tommy guns on that one. And then the third scooter, it has a radio operator along with the rider. And from what I understood from the, the presentation last year, this was going to be a unit that had an observer. So, I mean, it looks like it's got that radio. And so it looks like it has all the hallmarks of the Observer Squad. And it would fall in line with very similar, like the old NDAC reconnaissance squad that had dude with a gun, dude, or had the Observer, the sniper, or the radio. It had a full squad of dudes that had two things built into it. I could see that very much in this sort of unit falling into the same line, that here's one scooter that is basically used for observing, and these other ones are meant to throw out pain. Yep, and let's face it, a fast Observer... I mean, have we had that before? Because most most observers get somewhere, like the, the Luftwaffe ones, they'll drop in, and then like they can drop anywhere. Well, what I'm saying is if they have a gimmick. They have a gimmick. Right? If, 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 if it's a platoon rule that allows them to scout 
you know, yeah. so they, they, they run onto the board and they go camouflage in a tree or in the middle of the road. Yeah, or usually these observers, they have camouflage. Once they're somewhere, they're very hard to see. But we haven't had an observer necessarily that can actually get around the board naturally and just move around to avoid getting shot at. Usually the observers are relying upon other skills to not get yeah, shot skills at. Skills are their friends to take the first wounds. Before yes, they, not just they, a natural, like, yeah. I have range six, I'm going to run away, or I'm range five. I, you know, it's it's usually something built into them, not yeah. just native skills or native abilities. So, again, the picture that we, that we were shown off Book of Faces, this is a painted models with their cover art, the part number, this looks like it's ready to go. It's, yeah, it looks like, like it's they, going to be. They've, they figured out how they want it to look, and they we don't know when it's shipping, but this this is this is definitely progressed from where it was, you know, a 3D CAD drawing or you know, from last year. This is definitely one of those where we've actually been able to see the progression of here's what it, you know, Paolo dreams it up what it what it looks like. Here's what the CAD you know the sculpts look like, and then here's the final product. We can definitely see that. Granted, some of these, we skipped that middle step. But in this one, we definitely, we've seen it every step of the yeah, way. Yeah, there's been a few surprises. Yeah, this one is not a surprise, though. Yeah. The next box set is the scariest thing I've seen in the game in a long time. This is Frankenstein's monster. It is. And this thing, again, reminding myself, it's a mercenary unit. Anyone can take it anyone can put a pilot in this thing and it's scary and we are talking about the true frankenstein monster the barking luther this thing has to to kick it off it's got a luther body so that's what level five it's got this level five i think it's level four or five i think it's level five it's got the under slung flamethrower you know the classic axis design so it's a range two flamethrower that's good on its own it's got a what appears to be a dual heavy machine gun like stripped right off an ssu tank yep right off the pt-47 yeah and you know so that's up in the turret up top and then it's got on its left and right side, a total of 12 barrels of the Recolis rifle. It's like imagine the six-shooter turret, except... On, on steroids. Yeah. And it's six barrels on one side, six barrels on the other. This thing, in who knows what it's going to be pointed out at. It, it'd have to be insane. It looks like Magda built this in a cave from a box of scrap. But you know what? It's beautiful in it in how horrendous it is. Well, I peed a little last year when I saw it. I, I, I had. I'm peeing right now looking at it. I really like that chair. I'm take, sorry. You can take it home with you. Uh, it this thing is beast mode all over. I mean, if you get caught out in front of this thing, it's going to be a short day. It's got more dice to throw. And we don't even know what the rules are. We don't know if this is going to be considered a dual six-shooter. It would have to be a reload at least. I don't know. I mean, do, what other big tank has to... I don't know. I mean, like, it, it boggles the mind that this wouldn't be a reload, especially if I was to put something like... If I was to put Louisa in here with Killing Spree as a pilot and just be like, thanks for coming out. Yeah, I, and this is where, you know, again, you know, it's a Frankenstein's monster. We're seeing parts from different blocks put on one machine. And, you, you know, it's like uh, we've talked about the Axis, how efficient they are. They have multiple weapon systems, and they can shoot seven different squads if they wanted to because everybody's carrying more than one gun. And then you look at the SSU – and they don't. They do one thing very well. Yeah, they've got the dual weapon systems that run rampant throughout their walkers and their larger vehicles where it's like, nope, we shoot one thing and we shoot it very well. We don't get to split fire or uh, mix, you know, spread things around as much. Um, 
So I have no idea. I'm no, I don't know if this is going to be two six shooter turrets. They're shooting two different squads or it's one dual system that is just raining, you know, fire down on one unit. I don't want to know. Well, we're going to find I, I out. Don't, I don't want to face this because I mean, you know, it's going to be worth a lot of points one way or another. This would be, have to be expensive because you know, it's mercenary. It probably is going to have damage resilience as well. Yeah, that's a good point. That's, that's what that's because this is going to be thick. This is going to have a lot of wounds. And then, and if you're going to field this monster, you might as well go full Monty and you stick the pilot in. And we know Alex is coming. Yeah, yeah, she's got uh, well, she's got fighting spirit. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, she got fighting spirit. You got Louisa has killing spree. She's yeah. already using her own recoilless rifles. Like, why not? Oh, you want more recoilless rifles? I made this for you, Thirteenth Warrior. She's yeah, right. Just like here's all <laughs> have all of the recoilless rifles possible. Uh, it's terrifying though. Like I when when we saw and this, if, if and if there is. And, you, know, we, you know, we were joking about this, you know, earlier. It's like, okay, so what happens if you do put a reload action on it, right? Oh, no. Justine's going to sit behind it and go, okay, free action, reload. This is this, <laughs> this model looks like something I would make in Photoshop to troll everybody else in our group. You know, this is a, this is a cursed image of yeah. dust. <laughs> No, it's a, uh, it's a beast, and I think I, I can't help but feel that this could be. It's going to swing things a lot for having those solo merc armies. Well, I mean, the scooter squads are cool. We haven't seen the rules for them, but giving the mercenaries long range weaponry is going to be a plus for the the solid merc forces. Because so much of what they do is very short range. Like even their, uh, um, is it the demolisher? Is it that? Is that the the obliterator? That's obliterator. The, the the RPG only has like range four, I think. Yeah. So they don't they don't go way downtown on their shots. Their heavy shots don't go way downtown. They've, they've got their unique railgun they acquired. Yep. Um, but you pay the you pay the merc tax on it because it's ten points instead of eight, like the the cadet. The IJM mm -hmm. one is. Uh, so this just gives them some more, down, you know, sweet downtown action. I kind of like, I like the idea of it. The Bargaining Luther just scares the piss out of me because it literally can show up in any force. And the thing is, is that, well, especially is that it's not a super heavy walker. It takes up one square. Yep. Facings are going to matter probably, but, you know, how many times have we seen the, the those big boys coming, you know, the, the, the super heavy walkers that take up the four squares, they get blocked in somewhere. Yep. You know, you can't move them around the board necessarily. These This thing, it you know, line of sight is going to be a lot easier to get. Yep, and it's going to be easier to hide. You'll be able to, you know, bring it out when you need it. Why would you hide this? I would put this thing up. Well, front. if you're facing off against, you know, the, the 47 Ronin Rail Cannon team, you know, you're like, 47 real guns. All right, maybe I need to pick my target. Well, this thing's going to do a 12-gun salute yeah. back to your dudes, <laughs> and it's going to be is. gone. Yes, it is. Uh, so, no, it's uh, I could definitely easily see this thing popping up. And I think because of its potential, people will forego that that uh, bonus, the faction bonus. Oh, yeah. Because I would this thing this thing will bring the pain. You want to put this in your PLA squad? Like, you know, if if you want more hurt for your PLA army that needs that anti-air anti-vehicle sort of thing because your dudes aren't hitting high enough, throw this in there. Say, okay, good night. Here's 12 real your 12 recoilless rifles. Deal with it. Yeah. So that, that wraps up the mercenaries. We saved the best for last. Because this answers a lot of questions that we had when uh, the, the PLA headquarters came out. Yep. And the PLA, the one picture we have is the PLA Steel Guard multi-option squad. And this thing is all the scary. We've got, it's uh, five models pictured on the cover. And from what we can see, this is a finished 
product. It looks ready to go. You've got, you know, the name and the weathered uh, font. You've got the PLA uh, sigil art. You've got painted models on the cover, and you've got a part code. And from what it appears, out of the five models, you've got the big belt-fed auto gun. Um, the other model looks like the. I thought it was a shotgun, but it could be the the canister. I think we've got we've got a auto gun, a mini gun. I think it's it's one of the two. Yeah, and then we've got a sniper. Uh, we have the steel guard with the uh, anti tank RPG. I don't know. I forgot what that's called, but it's the it's it's the rocket. It's the range four rocket. Yeah, and it doesn't. It's not limited ammunition, so that you can fire that thing all day every every day. every round. Just fire. And then the fifth model is the anti everything RPG. Yeah, the anti infantry RPG. The the flame burst. You know the one that does. It's it's two hit. It's two blasts. Uh, suppression, suppression, no cover. flame, no, you know, it, anti everything. It, it it puts the hurt on everything in the game. Um, so, right out of the gate, if this is following the same construction like the mercenary box, where if you buy three, four boxes, you'll have multiple options. You you can start building these. I mean, uh, steel guard, dedicated steel guard squads for the PLA and enter Master Yuck. And now you do have your faction bonus because everybody's playing on the same team again. And then he's he's got fighting is he he has he's a he's that master fighter. You know he's got so he's expert with all of his ranged weapons. He's expert with all of his melee weapons. And it applies to the unit he joins. So you throw him in with this squad right here, they are expert with all their weapons. And Jared, my man, looking at this picture, what is the one thing that these PLA Steel Guard have that the normal Steel Guard do not have? There's one big difference. Can you tell me what that is? Yeah, yeah. Um, everybody, um, you need to go out to all your hardware stores, all your Walmarts, all your Targets, and you need to buy all the D-cell batteries. And the reason you're doing it is you're taking one for the team because we got to make sure that the PLA do not get those batteries to power up the Tesla close combat weapons that each one of these models has strapped to their side. Uh, this is scary. This is more scary than the range weapons. Uh, we've talked about it in the past, uh, and I apologize if we've already covered it tonight uh, and previously, but... Tesla has found its true home, and it's in close combat. Um, don't get me wrong. I love the Tesla uh, technology gimmick that the SSU have, but it's always been a control thing. It's, Tesla never killed anything. It just put a stun token on it, which is more powerful in a way because you're, you're denying your opponent their abilities to do their, their actions. But it never really... It, it never really, you know, just cleared the board all on its own. So now that it's in close combat, there's no saves unless you've got damage resilience. But if you take the damage and live, you're still eating the stun token. So I think this is really huge. And I think the fact that there's more of it, it's not just the jetpack squad flying around, but now it's, it's mixed in with a ranged combat squad. This is like, you know, combined with the natural abilities that the Steel Guard bring, the improved armor save, this is pretty scary. Well, I mean, we've seen just how powerful they have been with those those Tesla clubs in melee. You know, Carl the Soviet Lovehammer has shown. You know, we're, I'm assuming that these guys are going to have three swings against rank one, three swings against rank two. You know, and it, it, they will definitely. You know, if someone comes at them, you know, they're gonna they're gonna stop them. They're gonna stop that melee squad from coming in and doing some hurt to them. Hey guys, you ever listen to a podcast and all of a sudden they insert a commercial or read and act like it was all natural, it was all happening at the same time? I hate it when that happens. And this is one of those moments. I just want to call, give a shout out, let everybody know that the release party for the Pretty Okay Mix Volume 1 for Dust 1947 
is alive and well. We're halfway through our first week. We're about to launch our second game called 10 Soldiers Part 1 and 2. You can still participate in our release party contest. Give us a look over on the Facebooks under the Bolter Club and find our link. You'll see uh, the missions are free. The contest costs nothing. It's your favorite F word, free, all day, all week. Come get you some of that. We got to take a little pause for the cause, but we're back. We were talking about the, the PLA Steel Guard multi-option squad. We kind of covered the, the loadout, but we still wanted to bring home that it's still we're pretty sure it's still going to be a three-man team. Yeah, but the implications of this multi-weapon is terrifying. I mean, traditionally the PLA or, or traditionally the Steel Guard have been, it's two of the specialist weapons and one dude with a machine gun and then the assault shield. With this sort of build, you don't need that dude with the with the with the gun and the assault shield. You'd be like, I would like three snipers. I would like three dudes that all have the the anti-tank rifle. I would like three dudes that have the anti-everything, anti, you know, the anti-infantry squad. That is terrifying. The I mean the damage output obviously goes up. There's a trade-off. You don't see the the assault shield. But the trade-off is they get the Tesla close combat weapon. And if you put him with Master Yuck, he, you know, they're all going to be expert. In, they're going to be expert. Yep. And imagine what that would do, though, as how this would change the PLA to be more of that, that PLA to be more of that control sort of army. Because if you have three anti-infantry dudes in there with their rockets, they're all firing a different direction, a double, double blast on whatever they hit, no cover, no save, they're suppressed. They could each pick a different squad and suppress that squad, and they're going to be expert while doing it if paired with Master Yuck. And then you bring in some, then you have another squad that say it's all three, you know, you have the, the three Tesla. It's not listed here, but you say you can roll in other things as well. You can bring in that Type 47. You can start to find more ways to limit the options of your opponent. Yeah, and you still have your characters, right? You still have, you know, you still have access to your new heroes. We got. Which is another way of controlling, yeah. Yeah. You've got, you know, and, you know, as we, we were just thinking about it, three of the Steel Guard will fit comfortably inside the PT-47 boats, and you can still run, you know, if you need that extra distance, roll them in, and they jump out, and they start blasting away. It's a great delayed tactic. And it gives mobility back to the steel guard that didn't have a lot of mobility on their own. No, this is uh, this is very curious how this is going to come out because it's it's a big it's a big push for the PLA and their anti tank needs. Yes, because what that's the thing they didn't have up to this point necessarily because you had all those but outside the, the the Nina outside the Nina. But it, it still it still tracks in their theme because none of this stuff is super long range. True. Because even the Nina is, what, range, range four? Range three or four, yeah. Three or four. And she, it's got to reload, so it's not like it's, you know, it's still it's still a great choice. Don't get me wrong. Smoke launcher, free action, damage resilience. Uh, no, it's it's still a great unit. But this just bulks out the, the bench a little bit and give you some more options. And these are a lot easier to hide. Yeah. All right. <laughs> So this wraps up our preview picks and our commentary over them. Thanks for listening. We, we uh, thanks to, to Scott for joining me one more time, being my co-pilot. We had a blast. We had to get it out. We had to talk about it. We saw those picks today, and we just we wanted to share that enthusiasm and excitement we've got for it. I want to give a shout out to the participants over at the at the European dust championships for taking the picks and putting them out there on, on the internets and uh, sharing with us so we could talk about it. Uh, I hope they're having a great time. Hoping they're getting some great games in uh, staying safe. Scott, you got anything you want to yeah, with the people? I do. Uh, I will say uh, thanks for listening. Those that are sharing our excitement for this game and also a big shout out for, I know that while this was the dust European championships, I know at the same time, a couple of guys got together down in Singapore 
because uh, obviously they weren't able to make it to the the Dust World Championships in Poland. Uh, so you know they it's got a rough commute. You know it's it's not a day trip. Yeah. It might be a two day trip, but I know some guys. I saw on the Book of Faces that some guys were getting a you know a European Championship going down into the Singapore area. And I know that Southeast Asia is real big because, you know, this is kind of like where Paolo's home turf is right now. Um, so a big shout out to those guys. And closer to home, a big shout out to guys, you know, up down Merrill, Wisconsin. Uh, a lot of guys just kind of getting together. Those that are trying to play safely. They're trying to keep the hobby going. They're trying to keep the game going. Because first and foremost, without the people playing the game, they you don't have a game to really play. No, we do. We appreciate everybody reaching out and doing their part. And lifting up their their buddies and their and their other partners in this game, uh, it's a fantastic game. I'm glad to see the events doing what they can uh, in these trying times that we're in. Uh, quick shout out: we're doing our uh, pretty okay uh, mix volume one release party contest. We're about to kick off our second game, uh, Ten Soldiers Part One and Part Two. Uh, it's a, you can get all the information, come to our Facebook site, uh, the Bolter club. You can get that Google file, open it up and play some games, have some good times with your friends. And, uh, we're doing a little contest. You may have heard about it. If you post up your game results and a, a little pick of your game, you'll be entered in a random drawing to win some original dust 1947 inspired art. As always, guys, stay safe. Have a good time. We'll catch you on the next one. This special edition episode of Tales of the Bolterland is brought to you by Shark Puppet and the firing squad of the Ook World Order.